Hi there, welcome to Colour Fit Chat number 20. This week I'm absolutely delighted to have high performance practitioner Harry Routledge on the show. Harry has an incredibly impressive CV for someone so young. Academically, he has a broad sports science skill set and specialised in nutrition when he gained his PhD with Liverpool John Moores University. Professionally, he has worked in several sports and countries. He's worked with the likes of Darren Burgess in the AFL. He worked with Watford in the Premier League. And more recently, he was head of sports science with LAFC in the MLS. And last year, they won the regional title by some margin. I've met Harry a few times myself and he's really impressed me. He has the education, the experience and the network that required to lead high performance teams. In this episode, Harry's going to talk about adapting to new environments, which he's had to do several times, research to practice, engaging with athletes and staff and strategies required when you have to cross time zones with extensive travel. It's an absolute great episode. It's full of takeaway advice. And remember, you can jump on at colour underscore fit tonight, 7pm, if you want to get involved with the discussion. Really hope you enjoy the show. I think the key to adapting to a new culture and sport and environment is to allow yourself to understand that environment first and the key stakeholders within that environment, whether it be a member of staff, whether it be a coach, a captain or a specific player. These key individuals will allow you to better understand how your strategies that you've previously used are able to work within that environment and also allow you to be adaptable in, within your practice. The key, Another key is to immerse yourself with other members of staff. Those staff members will have been within that sporting organisation for a period of time and they will help you understand and develop within the, the new organisation and new culture that you may be exposed to. And a big one is be open and allow yourself time to fit into the new culture. In my experiences, I 100% made mistakes previously where you try and go into a new environment and and start to make change initially straight away. And sometimes that can be a negative within that new culture. And you've got to understand that environment and the ecosystem you're in before you begin to make any sort of real meaningful change. When we think about how we can implement research practice, I think we first have to understand what the research paper is identifying and whether the research paper has any translational potential to apply practice. Now the paper could be very, very mechanistic in nature or it could be very applied in nature. But we have to understand what this research has shown us for, for us to be able to try and apply it in practice. And I refer to a paper by Professor Graham Close titled Paper to Podium. This paper identifies strategies we can use when looking at research, research articles and how we can better implement them into our practice. But I think the key for implementing research into practice is delivery. As practitioners, many of us have the scientific rationale and the scientific knowledge of the research, but how we translate that to to practice is the skill. And being better with the delivery is the key to applying this research to practice. And I think this comes back to the first question around the environment and relationships. If we've got strong relationships within an environment, it allows for greater buy-in and in turn a greater opportunity to implement the research and delivery of the research, which will in turn influence practice. So when we think about research to practice, it's all about identifying the research and the inf- and the desired outcome of that research. And the big one is having the relationships within an environment to allow us to implement the research to influence practice as best we can. So how can we engage and influence the coaching philosophies of technical staff? I think the big one here again is relationships and building some trust with technical staff. Generally, technical staff will have a very rigid view on, on, how, on how training should be, the training drills. But if you can engage a coach and build a, a rapport with a, with a head coach, I feel that really 
allows you to try and influence the coaching philosophies of that individual. Now, speaking back on some of my previous experiences when I was over in Los Angeles, by making the coach feel like they've made the decision and feel like it's, it's their decision to, to make alterations to training sessions was a massive plus and it really drove buy-in. But a big thing and one of the big things that I tried to do was make the coach understand the terminology that, that we're using as practitioners. If we can build, if we can utilize language that both parties understand, that way we're, when we're having conversations with technical staff, everyone's on the same page. And another big one was spending time with the technical staff to understand their, their coaching philosophy and what they're trying to achieve from a, from a game style perspective. If we can be on the same page as the coaching staff and really buy into and influence their, their coaching philosophy, it allows us then to really influence that, that coaching philosophy for a physiological benefit. Again, I keep referring to relationships, but once you've built a good relationship and a rapport with, with a coach, it really, really does allow you to influence and get buying across the whole organization. So a big one for me when, when we try to influence coaching philosophies is to build the trust and a relationship with, with the technical staff, but also really understand what the technical staff are trying to achieve and trying to get some common ground with, with terminology and language. So when traveling across time zones, what strategies can we utilize? I think the big one here is initially understanding what the time changes are going to be and the length of time that your athletes are going to be in that new time zone. So if, if it's generally across a weekend and you're flying on a Friday, play Saturday and fly out, then we would always stay on the time zone where we've come from. So whether that be LA to New York, we would always stay on LA time zone. The reason for this is it keeps some routine for the players, whether it's around meal timings or, or bedtime, that allows us to maintain some, some sleep quality and routine. Uh, when you're traveling commercial, a big one is hygiene of the plane. So all players will travel with some sort of hand sanitizer to, especially in the current situation we're in, a, a big one is cleanliness. Another thing that is really useful is to try and understand the airport that you're going to or the airport you're traveling from to allow the players some really good food options for, for players because especially if you're traveling a day before a game, that that time you spend in the airport and the time on the flight is a is a, an, an opportunity for, for carbohydrate-based meals to obviously increase carbohydrate intake to really start to load some muscle glycogen and another big one is education for the players around how to maintain sleep routines similar to home and one of the key ones there is keeping the room cool and dark and quiet and one of the big things we try to do is allow the players and emphasize the players to travel with their own pillows again we know this is going to help influence the sweet sleep quality which when we when you're in hotels can be a massive one so just some education around ways to better maintain sleep hygiene and just doing some, some pre-planning before you, you travel across time zones can be really beneficial. What is the biggest lesson I've learned in, in my career so far? I think the biggest one is that whenever we go into a new environment or a new, a new team or a new sport for that matter, we can't make change straight away. We can't go in there and try and change things that have potentially been ingrained within that culture for a long time. In order to make change, we've got to build, build trust with individuals and and build relationships with these individuals within the organization, in particular staff and players. We've also got to be adaptable in our approach. As I said before, sometimes the strategy of used previously may not may not be applicable to that current organization or current culture or current team. So being adaptable in, in our approach and strategy is key. A big one and a big lesson that I learned probably the hard way is that sporting organizations are more than just performance and they're more than just the science. They're the big entities and you've got to make sure that things that you're trying to implement fall in line with the organizational philosophy. 
and sporting organisations are businesses as well so sometimes we may get told by the commercial team that to, that supplements need to be used and sometimes that can can send us out of whack and we, we feel like we've been pushed in the wrong way but what we've got to understand is that these organisations are, are businesses as well so they're trying to get the best from a financial standpoint or we're trying to push performance and I've been guilty of trying to make change instantly and it doesn't always work sometimes it's best to understand players on a human level and and their behaviours as people and once we understand the behaviours of, of individuals it allows for a better opportunity to, to make change and a better opportunity for buying from players but also staff So a big thanks to Harry there for some great insights from his wide ranging experiences you kept on hearing the word relationships but rightly so the performance business is how you affect human beings and if there's no relationship there's going to be no effect Concepts around influencing staff is nearly impossible to answer within two minutes, but I recently did a conference on this topic and it's available for free at the moment on the UK SEA website. When going into a new organisation, whilst you want to make an impact, you have to respect the existing procedures and cultures. I've made this mistake a few times myself. The first time I just went in two-footed and I changed loads of stuff without consulting other staff. The performance outcome was actually quite good, but I damaged the relationship with other staff. And the second time I consulted with the staff, but I still made fairly drastic changes to a system that was working quite well. It's a balance because sometimes changes are required, so build relationships and take time to immerse yourself in the organisational culture because there's never a one-size-fits-all approach. So big thanks for tuning in. You can catch the full show on Colourfit YouTube and podcasts and please do leave a review. I've won up to now and it's from my mum saying it's crap. So help a brother out. Hope you enjoyed the show and I hope to see you next week.